When Qatar became the host of FIFA World Cup 2022, many countries were surprised. How will Qatar, with extreme weather conditions and lack of infrastructure, host the World Cup? Defying all odds, Qatar opened the Middle East's first FIFA World Cup for global leaders. However, the host nation has drawn lots of criticism from human rights groups, social activists, political activists for a wide variety of reasons. How significant is this World Cup in terms of revenue for host Qatar? What are the issues that are dominating this World Cup? How does this World Cup stand out? Hello and welcome to the BL podcast. This is Nabodita Ganguly. Today I'm joined by B Baskar who will speak in depth about the FIFA World Cup 2022. Hi Baskar, thank you so much for joining us. Ah uh, welcome. Um, thank you for having me. So Baskar my first question to you is how significant is the World Cup in terms of revenue for Qatar Ah uh, see uh, usually these we haven't got the numbers so far only after the World Cup gets over we will get an actual picture of uh, the revenue that is going to kick in to Qatar so but the thing is the Qatar Qatar has also spent a lot of money in building infrastructure they mm-hmm. they built about eight new football stadiums and that we still don't know the exact amount of money which has gone into the expenditure in 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 building these stadiums the the estimates range from uh, 200 billion to 300 billion okay. so that's a lot of money so going by past world cup footballs have usually been revenue generators for mm. fifa so mm. but for the host country also they have been some it has actually been a money unlike olympics which is which is seen as some kind of a black hole in in terms of normally the host countries they build a lot of infrastructure and they don't quite see the revenue that they hope to see before okay. the event and the, after the event it sort of they they many of them athens is a classic example it sort of sparked off the greek debt crisis in in some sense so it it was a huge uh, drain on their i'll i'll give you something about montreal olympics it happened sure. in 1976 hmm. the the stadium that they built for montreal the debt that the city of montreal incurred in building that stadium it had it took 20 more than 20 years to pay off that debt oh my goodness so that is i mean in, when it comes to olympics montreal is everybody talks about when it comes to okay. money and olympics hmm. all these people who analyze hmm. the money uh, the finance hmm. part of olympics i mean montreal is the is a kind of a, a gold standard in a very perverse way i mean it's it's that's everyone talks about that you know that hmm. it took 20 years for for the local government to pay off that debt hmm. so it was a huge huge burden uh, on so people kept paying taxes it fell on the common people you know they they had to raise money to pay off this debt by raising taxes from the people so it was basically the burden fell on the common okay. uh, women and men so athens was another big uh, thing london was okay london was but china Be- beijing we don't know i mean beijing hosted two olympics one was in 2008 and the other one was last year the winter olympics but we don't know china doesn't Mm-hmm. disclose the money but world cup are are a little different from the olympics one one it's it's a smaller tournament it's just on one sport and you have fewer nations participating in them mm-hmm. only 32 compared to olympics where you know virtually every country in the world uh, participates so the the expenditure is uh, less and you have a lot of i mean uh, up to 5 billion people are expected to watch the 
uh, World Cup that is happening in Qatar right now. So that's that's a huge number. That must be a huge benefit yeah, for FIFA. Yeah, FIFA, yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. So for instance, I've got some numbers here. Yeah. Uh, FIFA revenues from World Cup from 2002 when it was first held in hmm. Asia, Japan, Korea. It was one. It it got 1.6 billion revenues in 2002. and that has steadily gone up you know germany it was 2002 in 2006 germany it was 2.6 billion 2010 south africa it jumped to 4.2 billion and for brazil in 2014 it was 4.8 billion and the russia uh, mm-hmm. world cup which happened in 2018 the revenues that uh, kicked in for fifa was 5.2 billion and for qatar it's the the estimated anticipated sum is 6.5 billion Okay. So that's a lot of money for FIFA, mm, mm. and FIFA basically uses this money to for you know development of football for all over the world. Mm. It's there's a bit of a controversy on how FIFA uses this money, but let's not go there. But usually, World Cup football now for the for the for Qatar uh, one doesn't know because you see they have built a lot of infrastructure. They've spent a lot of money building infrastructure, mm. football stadiums. Now. Uh, Qatar is a, sm- a very small country. In fact, Qatar is the smallest country to have hosted the World Cup. See, now it has eight, you know, state-of-the-art mm. football st- stadiums. You know what happens after the World Cup gets over? Exactly. You know how how I mean, does Qatar have a, a, a you know a strong enough uh, footballing culture? Does it have a strong enough domestic league which can make use of these stadiums? One doesn't know. and also the hotels and all these kind of things that were built to you know accommodate the the fans mm. who are going to come there what happens after the world cup gets over i mean okay. will mm. they get mm. the same kind of people mm. traveling every qatar is hoping that this would sort of spark off uh, interest in tourism in qatar mm. they have uh, you know roped in a lot of uh, andrea pirlo is a is a very famous italian footballer who's played who, who was a part of the 2006 world cup uh, winning team of italy he is a brand ambassador for qatar tourism you find a lot of he comes in a lot of these ads so they are hoping that this would spark spark off a sort of a tourism boom okay. in qatar but mm. we don't know we have mm. to wait and see what happens after the world cup gets over even when qatar won the bid to host the world cup mm. people were surprised yeah. but qatar mm. insisted that it will be something that will be the voice of middle east so do we mm. see that happening we'll see the middle east in a whole new light with qatar hosting the world cup see what is happening is fifa actually 2010 mm. uh, the us had bid for 2010 mm. at, it was a tussle between qatar and the us and the us almost thought that it had the mm, bid in course, its pocket yes. <laughs> but the qatar sort of uh, so there was a lot of of course a lot of politics there's a lot of alleged corruption and there was an fbi inquiry also some people got arrested so we don't know what exactly i mean nobody has been charged so far nobody but there was a lot of murky things happening in the background okay. uh, you know uh, allegations of money changing hmm. hands and all, all right. so that that sort of a thing let's not go there uh, in terms of uh, see this is like uh, hosting a sporting event Hmm. is not i think for the host country it doesn't necessarily see it in terms of finances and commercial uh, it's it's a soft power hmm. you know like you said it will see the people will see the middle east in a totally new hmm. Uh, light you hmm. know you know it's it's sort of it's like for a country like china it was very important hmm. that it, it it's a big you know it 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 sort of uh, bolstered its image of being a a big superpower you hmm. know we we have the ability to 
host a huge event like this so it's the soft power thing that is happening a lot now what is happening i mean I'll, this is not strictly connected to the world cup but it is connected to the world of football and middle east what is happening is middle east uh, a lot of these gulf monarchies qatar itself qatar mm. and abu dhabi many of these gulf uh, or saudi saudi also recently they have been acquiring football clubs in england okay okay in the english premier league mm. uh the first one to do that was actually the abu dhabi uh, royal family they 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 bought this club called manchester city i think sometime in 2008 2009 i'm not i don't know the exact date but it's mm. it was around that time all right and uh, they bought that club and uh, you know they pumped in a lot of money into that club the, the stadium was built rebuilt and they have training facilities i mean they have state of the art facilities and the club they have also gone and bought the whole lot of players and the results are showing on the pitch so you know they have been they they won the last few premier leagues and they haven't even won a champions league yet but they are one of the top i mean they are the top club in england today mm. and uh, qatar owns uh, a, a french club called paris saint germain okay. uh, which is uh, uh, france's uh, top club in, in what they call the ligue 1 uh, so they again they pumped in a lot of so they are doing this kind of a thing you know mm. uh, saudi bought newcastle united last year which mm. i mean it's 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 this these things have created a lot of controversy a uh, uh, lot of people lot of fans are not very happy with this mm. but you know some fans are okay with it because these these uh, monarchies who own this club they bring in a lot of money and with money you know they hope that success also come mm. to the clubs mm. apart from this world cup this is also happening simultaneously so the middle east is you know making a very concerted bid to sort of uh, how should i put it to sort of uh, enhance its uh, soft power status through football through european football it's also an so, ego booster for the yeah, fans yeah 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 it's absolutely it's absolutely okay. see they don't worry too much about whether it is going to generate revenue or not hmm. that doesn't seem to be the important uh, okay. objective for hmm. any of these something else seems to be happening some they, their their objective seem to be you know really uh, image building and you know uh, like you say and people will see us in a new light okay so basket coming back to fifa are you following it yeah of course of okay course. so which is your favorite team uh, i always support england and they always lose i am i am a traditional english supporter so i love english football uh, i follow the english premier league very closely so okay. for, for for many many years now so uh, this time uh, as always england you know it's, it's it's a bit like the indian cricket team you know there's a lot of hype you know okay. every time the indian cricket team plays in a world cup or a t20 world cup there's the media gets behind mm-hmm. them and oh, we're going to win this cup and then you know they we, they go then they sort of lose in the knockout stages but this team looks good they reached the semi finals of the 2018 world cup they reached the finals of the last year's euros and they have of course qualified for the next stage last night so looks looks <laughs> looks good things look mm. good but let's see i mean in the world cup you know anything everything can happen everything is unpredictable yeah. but my my gut feeling is my gut feeling is france looks very good and my mm. feeling is kylian mbappe may be the star of this world cup okay. everybody is talking about ronaldo everybody is talking about messi of course yeah messi has got a very important match coming up tonight yeah. against mm. poland mm. argentina have to defeat poland if mm. it has to go to the next round but yeah but to me i think mbappe mm. france looks like they could i mean they are the defending champions so mm. they they are they look really good mm. so i mean all all cogs are sort of 
working in tandem so mm. yeah so along with the hype about the world cup there has also been many controversies surrounding it yes, yes there yes. have been many who wanted to who still want to boycott the world cup because mm. of several issues mm-hmm. like the lgbtqia plus issue yes, women's yes, right yes, yes. the uh, geopolitical tensions yeah. whether it's russia ukraine or the situation happening in iran mm-hmm. so how do you think it's shaping the world cup see the thing is uh, you you cannot separate politics with from sport you know see, because mm-hmm. i mean when people say that you know sports and politics should be kept as kept apart and mm-hmm. i i think they neither understand politics nor do they understand sport <laughs> in my view because you see sport is something that that comes out of a certain uh, social and political context you know mm-hmm. i mean That's the true. modern political um, the modern olympic movement was a political movement it was a very very mm-hmm. colonial project you know mm-hmm. it was like you know civilizing the non west so it 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 is there so politics is there See now this is a funny thing you know uh, Russia hosted in 2018 and uh, a lot of things that Qatar is getting criticized for today like you mentioned uh, LGBTQ and um, you know workers rights uh, workers rights is a typical Qatari problem and uh, women's rights and uh, basic freedoms basic mm. human rights freedoms it, those things were there those problems were there with Russia also but somehow russia did, didn't quite attract the same you know opprobrium that qatar is uh, attract why is that i don't know i don't know i mean i don't want to hazard a guess i don't know i i really don't know but uh, there are some voices in the west which which are sort of they, they are taking a slightly contrarian view see the first thing the first controversy of in the qatar world cup was uh, workers rights hmm. that was the first issue i mean hmm. the lgbtq thing came a little later yeah, actually yeah. the first thing that was raked up or was sort that gained momentum was mm. you know these workers who come largely from Nepal, south asian India. countries yeah mm. south asian countries mm. they don't have any rights and they don't then their their working conditions are very poor mm. and they are not taken care of and they mm. they don't so that kind of a thing then that was that has been going on for quite some time from from 2014 the, those issues have been routinely raised by the western press and uh, to give credit where it's due the qatari government did make a concerted effort to sort of uh, make things working conditions better for the workers there okay so i mean that's something that uh, the fifa chief uh, gian infantino also mentioned in his rather weird meandering uh, press conference that he had just before the world cup uh, kicked mm-hmm. off this is just a day before that mm-hmm. so he even said the ilo came and they said they took a survey of uh, mm. the the ilo has also given a clean sheet to workers conditions uh, so they have made uh, some progress there so some some improvement has been there on that front when it comes to the other things yes of course all these things are you know lgbtq all those things are those 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 issues remain those issues remain but the point here is what does one do you know for if you take a country like india i mean mm. homosexuality was criminalized here till about what 2019 uh, mm. when, so even a, even a democracy like india even places like you know singapore and all that you know even now only now it has been decriminalized even mm. only now so a lot of these countries have these kind of laws you and i you and i may not agree with them but the economist actually had a very very interesting take on this uh, subject it said that listen if if you want to if you have a check box uh, where you say workers rights human rights women rights uh, lgbtq plus and all these thing environment everything if you want to make a check box and you want to say that you you're going to host these uh, sporting events only in countries that 
tick all these check boxes then mm. you can hold it only in these nordic countries it was a very ironic okay. comment they made but i thought that made a lot of sense right. now the point here is fifa wants to sort of globalize football you know and the, let's face it all this globalization is at the heart of all these globalization movies money okay mm, totally yeah so mm. qatar was was uh, a part of that project so yes i mean when it was held in japan and korea 20 years ago uh, yes it was you know they are seen as best western countries they, you know a lot of uh, the south korea has not strictly democratic had a very very authoritarian past till the 1980s but you know it's it's seen as a part of the western uh, mm. you know socially they are western you see so uh, okay. that makes a difference i don't want to be very critical of the west also this is what the west this is what western press does i mean they were right in highlighting these things hmm. i i don't want to be too critical of the western press it's it's very easy to say that you know you're being biased against uh, third world countries or being biased against the non west i don't think that's quite that it's it's a, it's a more complex story uh and i let's face it it's because the western press raised these issues that the qatari government actually got it some of its act together on workers rights at least hmm. the other stuff they are not looking at it they say that it's not uh, looking at it um i i don't know i i really don't know in fact i have a very interesting quote by this english footballer called john barnes who used to play for liverpool he used to play for england also he played in the 1986 and 90 world cup okay. he said that he takes a slightly contrary view he says that uh, i quote he says while discrimination is enshrined in qatari law discrimination is also enshrined in british society and culture L- let us sort ourselves out before we start to lecture and preach the rest of the world that's what john barnes said yeah this is an interesting comment i mean people will agree with it people will completely disagree with it, even mm. even in the west you know they, this is mm. a kind of a quote which will divide opinion like nothing else mm. but it gives you a sort of a you know it it gives a perspective you it's, it's a very complex issue i mean what do you do i mean are you really going to say that you know we are going to hold these tournaments only in countries that have you know these is very very uh, you know kosher laws on all these issues otherwise we are not going to give a bid how do you do that these countries are uh, members of the fifa they are voting hmm. you know they, their votes hmm. matter a lot hmm. is a lot of money at stake here there is a lot of power at stake hmm. here so it's it's all sort of you know enmeshed one thing okay. so But as you mentioned, that mm. sports and politics are interrelated. Mm-hmm. So, will these issues gather a limelight with tournaments being held in these countries? Like we all know that uh, homosexuality is criminalized in Qatar. Mm-hmm. But the conversation, the way we started talking about it, it happened only when FIFA yeah, gave yeah, Qatar yeah, the yeah, right yes, to host yes, a World Cup. Yes, yes. So it is. It is. Uh, it is. I think an offense in Russia also. Hmm. Yeah, yes. but we held hmm. we had a what yeah. that last year. True. There wasn't much of a conversation hmm. happening then. Hmm. Okay. So, hmm. but it's happening now, but uh, I think what this Qatar World Cup has done is next time uh, of course next time is going to happen in US, Canada and Mexico they are having a three the 2026 hmm. World Cup is going to happen there. So that okay. is not going to generate uh, but what happens now? Let let I mean US now has some very stringent laws on abortion so okay. is the western huh. press going to make a make a big deal of that are british newspapers going to say that listen we can't hold a world cup football in a country where where you know women's abortion rights are being curtailed to in to such a degree what happens there i'm just throwing open a question okay you know that that so, it it raises these questions 
I think the Western press, at least the British press being what it is, it will probably raise these issues. But will will that gain the kind of momentum that uh, this Qatari thing on LGBTQ plus? So do you think I, it's I don't. The West, because of its uh, power, it is being able to come across with these conversations more and more repeatedly. Yes, 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 definitely, definitely. Like, because the day the World yeah. Cup started, as much as we talked about the opening match, we also talked about yes, the controversy yes, yes. and the protests. In fact, I would say. Before even the the match matches started, it was the controversies that were mm, completely exactly. dominating uh, mm. the press. And I I thought I, I having followed football for more than forty years now, this was the first time where you know the the conversation was not happening on on football at all. It was all about the other stuff. Okay. In a, in a World Cup, the, it, this is the first. This mm. is absolutely new to me. I've been following World Cup football since nineteen eighty two. And is there a way to see that it might be because people are also being more active yes, when it comes to yes, politics yes, or yes. any social? No, social these cause? these conversations are uh, are necessary. Hmm. I'm not for a moment saying that, hmm. despite the deep uh, contradictions, despite the deep uh, divisions, despite okay. its uh, polarizing uh, effect, these conversations need to happen. About that, I have no doubt. Right. These are things that need mm. to be spoken mm. about. That okay. that about, I have no doubt. Okay. How, what sense you make of it, what stand you yeah. take, that is up to you. Okay, I mean, yeah. understood. And recently, we saw lots of protests happening, even some show of solidarity by the players. Mm-hmm. So Iran re- yes, refusing yes, to yes. sing the national anthem. Yes, the, I think that is the biggest thing. Mm. If you ask me, uh, European countries, Western European countries, England, Wales, Netherlands. Germany. They were supposed to wear that uh, one, one cur- love, one road. love, one love band. Yeah, mm. right. They were supposed to wear that and uh, one love band. Mm. And uh, then the FIFA said, uh, no, you can't wear that. Mm. Uh, FIFA said, uh, they said even to the, they went even to the extent of saying that if if some player defies that and wears it, he could invite a yellow card. Yeah, so the exactly. referee could be. Mm. Uh, now yellow cards are, are tricky. You know, if you mm. if you pick up two yellow cards in the group stage, you will have to sit out a. Uh, group round of 16 match mm. so that you could affect your ch- team's chances yeah. so no player would want to take that risk exactly okay so england and wales and all these western european countries they said okay we're not going to do that we're not mm. going to risk our right? because it's a world cup but then germany did a very very interesting thing before mm. their match uh, before the match they have this uh, photo shoot for the team so they they covered their to sort of say that we are being gagged by FIFA. So that was their way of uh, showing their dissent against FIFA's. Mm. See, but the point here is, uh, Western European players don't have to pay a price for this. Let's be clear about that. So what about the Iranian players out there? Yes, that is the thing. See, Mm. that is really a courageous act. If you mm. ask me, given the kind of repression that they are suffering, the kind of repression, the, the, the way the government is going after the protesters in, in Iran, I think it is an incredibly courageous act for the Iranian players mm. to stand there, lock their arms together and put their heads down and not sing the national anthem. They, they have been very outspoken. You know, the Iranian uh, captain, he's, he has been very, very outspoken in his, uh, you know, his, his name is Ehsan Hadsafi. And he has been, in a, in a pre-match uh, press conference, he has been openly saying that we are we stand by we are we are with the protesters back mm. home mm. you know this this could lead to some serious repercussions when they go back home so yes i mean you have to doff your hat to the iranian i i, I think the, they are the they are really the team that has shown a lot mm. of courage in 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 the political whoever goes on to win whoever scores the goal when i look back a few years later and i say qatar 2022 I'm going to say Iran, yes. Iran was a team that, it made a difference. You know, it, it, 
you know years later you look back they bring a smile on your face did you expect the team to do something no 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 as serious as no this? i did not i did not i'm mm. i'm hugely surprised that are there chances of them facing repression at home because i i this? hope not but uh, what what are the odds I don't know. Hmm. Can't really yeah, say. Yeah, we can't really say. Okay. So my <laughs> last question before going is: You mentioned a lot about how this World Cup gathered lots of points, lots of controversies, way different than other World Cups. Mm-hmm. And you yourself have been a follower of the World Cup since a while. So to conclude in maybe two or three points, what are the key things that stand apart in this World Cup? That uh, it that it it you right. from the beginning it was mired in politics hmm. so uh, that's a first you know that's a first and that it brought about some kind of a change in in not to the extent that we would have probably hoped i mean that's it's even naive to hope that i mean qatar is not going to change its laws on Uh, homosexuality just because they're okay. getting some bad press in the west no they're not going to mm. do that you know that has to have a certain domestic momentum mm. you, you understand what yes, i'm saying yes yes yeah. totally so uh, but yeah in terms of workers rights there have been improvements so that has been uh, you know some some good mm. came out of that so it was it was good i mean these these issues were raked up they were raised and some uh change happened on the ground mm. that was good but yeah you see qatar is is really a sort of a one off you know uh, after 2026 where the where is the world cup going to be held i mean it depends mm. on the country you know it's it's sort of uh, i think it had it has something to do with the fact that it was being held for the first time in the middle east you know mm, i'm not true. saying that uh, there is a bias there but maybe there is maybe maybe something mm. we, we are not able to see because last time it was in japan and korea 20 years ago the first time it held it was held in asia mm. i mean there was absolutely no politics at all I mean, nobody okay. spoke about anything the, the conversations were only on football this time it's all about the politics of course the iran thing was also there the protests happening in iran mm. women's protests for greater freedoms that mm. that it was the, see the the backdrop also is different see 20 years ago the world was a very different place so That's we true. should mm. so uh, ever since you know 20 years later there are a lot of other issues so it it all it's all sort of interconnected so middle east Iran the protests are happening they they have these you know restrictive laws so it's all sort of linked into one and then you have football happening there there's a lot of power there's a lot of money at stake mm. so it's all sort of pretty complex thing but yeah this this uh, whoever wins the cup the politics is not going to go away i mean that that this world cup was mired in so much of uh, of football uh, uh, conversations is is going to okay. remain it's going to stand mm. out I mean, years later when people look back at the qatar thing they will think about these controversies as much as they think about the football so it's a constant for sports politics and football it goes side by side yeah 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 absolutely well, how can it not you know there's so totally. much of money and power at stake mm. it, there has to be politics mm. there when there's money and there is power yeah it's it's, it's all embedded it's all But at the same the time, politics. correct me if I'm wrong. If the United States is the host of the World Cup mm-hmm. the next time, mm-hmm. the conversation might not be so much about politics. Yes, yes. It will yes. be more about sports. Yeah, yeah. It's it's likely. You know, okay. Canada is a co-host. Now, what do you? What can you? Mm-hmm. What what are the things? Okay. It's it's a you know it's it's in some way uh, ways a very very. Mm-hmm. Uh, know model western liberal society so at mm. least the west is not going to say anything uh, okay. bad about it yeah there is racism of course there is a lot mm. of things bad about the west nobody's but you know there is also a sort of a quest to sort of fight those things in, at a social level it's it, these things are not law there you have to make that crucial difference between mm. you know in the west there may be racism on the ground but officially 
their constitution says that everybody is equal like in india hmm. so yeah there is this gulf between uh, precept and practice but the laws are all liberal so i don't know it's, okay. it's uh, so yeah i mean for for instance there's the george floyd thing made such a big thing footballers started taking the knee before uh, hmm. the in solidarity with hmm. to, to those race uh, protest for racial equality in, in the hmm. us so that was politics i mean that that was you know uh, uh, footballers in england germany all the leagues they now even today they take they, they take a knee before hmm. the match you must have seen that hmm. that is in solidarity for the for the colored people uh, people of color in uh, the us uh, hmm. against the prejudices that they have to suffer the indignities they have to suffer on a daily basis so the thing is uh, yeah wh- how does the us government react to that it's it's an open society so yeah. they are more uh, okay with that you know they they don't sort of you don't you don't hear the american president getting uh, even a trump wouldn't get very incensed <laughs> by that <you> know? <laughs> they come from that culture hmm. so it's it, yeah it's like okay. Okay, so much for listening to our content. If you like it, please subscribe and share. Thank you.